I'm Charles Funk, the CEO of Heliostar Metals. Now we're catching up with Matt today to talk about our drill program in Mexico and pivoting back up to Alaska this summer where we got great results last year. Yeah, well, look, we had a great conversation in November when you were in uh, London. So I appreciated that in terms of understanding the strategy and the seasonality of, of, of that, uh, that drill program, um, both up in Alaska and down in Mexico. But since we've spoke, since we last spoke, you've been down in Mexico drilling uh, with the money that you raised in November. Hasn't gone to plan, has it? No, our first target, we didn't get the results we hoped to get. It was a good target on surface and the vein disappeared on us at depth. Right. So what do you do about that? Leave, leave Mexico? Uh, so for that target, we think we gave it an effective test. Um, you know, we, we tested a couple of different ideas for it. Um, what happens is you drill out of a good host rock that hosts mineralization, and then we got into a rock that's not very good at forming veins. And sadly for us, it shut down. But it was part of five targets that we planned to drill on the property. And we're drilling at the moment where we got targets a long strike from proven mineralization with Silvercrest drilling across the boundary. Um, so as disappointing as it is to miss on the first, um, we've still got plenty of opportunities at Coomera and we think we'll have our next results in about six to eight weeks from Mexico. Right. Is that right? So you're saying wait for six to eight weeks when the, when the results come back to judge this as, and you're going to have to make an assessment at, at that point too. Um, is one of the options on the table to walk from Mexico? I wouldn't say walk from Mexico as a whole, but you definitely, if, if we didn't get good results across Coomero, then we'll look at our options there. When, uh, in my history, you've never seen me wedded to a project forever. What I think a more likely option here is, is at worst case scenario, with what we've drilled today, I still think it's joint venturable. Um, and there's a lot of parties that would be interested in that ground. You'll remember, we always talked about Mexico or this program in particular, as a short-term catalyst. You know, we would have loved it to move our share price up, but it was a way to win in the short term to allow us to unlock Unger in the long term. So Unger has been our core focus. It's received 80% of the money that we've spent, but we're still pushing ahead with Mexico. I don't think we'd ever walk away from Mexico given at this stage, the seasonality between Alaska and Mexico. Right, but do you, I think the, the question people are asking is, given what's just happened and without sight of what may come back in the next six to eight weeks saying, why continue to spend money there? Your flagship is Unger, you're a cash constrained junior company who should be focused. And your response to that to me in the past is, well, I guess the, the, the de-risk component and poss the possible upside on Mexico if you got it right. But what, what should we think as investors? Should we be, be backing the management team? Is that, are we going to go with that one? I think well, ultimately you always back a management team. I think, you know, realistically since 2020, it's been a tough market for exploration companies, purely focused on, on creating and finding something new. Um, you've seen that across the board. You know, a lot of gold stocks are close to 52-week lows at the moment from an exploration perspective. And so as the management of one of those teams, you sit there spending month after month getting more disappointed in your share price. And initially, you, you actually reflect that on your project. As Unger, we were putting out good results and not getting rewarded for it last year. Your first impression is we're doing something wrong. But then slowly it dawns on you that actually we delivered everything that we thought we would deliver in, uh, in Alaska last year. You know, we drilled great holes. We made a new discovery. We've got multiple open gold intercepts. But in August, September last year, there, you know, and so going back another step, our plan was to show that Unger was an exceptional project, raise $20 million and deliver a resource this year. That's what we thought we could do uh, when we acquired the project in 2020. 
the reality is to raise the $20 million that we're after would have been extremely dilutive, possibly not even possible, um, mid last year. And so that's forced us to change our strategy. And we could raise money for those pro for that project in Mexico, for Kumaro, because we got fantastic surface results. Um, it's in a well-known um, area with lots of sort of popular neighbours to say, popular mines close by. And so we took the business decision to say, this can help us in the short term. Um, we know that we wouldn't be the long-term owner of Kumaro, but it could potentially give us a reward in our share price and then lower our cost of capital to fully unlock UNGA. As you just touched on, our first target hasn't worked and it was a good target. There's not much getting around that, but there's some other very good targets on the project as well. And so we'll look to see what they can deliver but I, we're clearly focused on Unger as a flagship, and that's where we'll be back in July. Okay, so but I would say this just to finish off on Mexico, uh, um, and I'll talk about the markets in a second as well. You've got a number of targets down there. You don't start with your worst one. You start with the best one, and that didn't work out. I guess that's what people are feeding back to you, saying, well, crikey, how, how, why should we trust you on these other targets if we, you couldn't make the call right on the first one? If it was as simple as knowing which target was going to work, um, gold price would be a lot, lot cheaper. Take Wiesler, for example. I think that was the sixth or seventh target that we drilled. So I always bang on, it's not that exciting, but it's statistics. You don't know which target is going to come home for you, but you know some have higher probability. You know, I think if we drilled that target... 10 times, four times it would have worked for us. You know, two or three times it would have teased us and three times it would have been disappointing. And unfortunately, we were on the wrong end of those statistics. But those same chances apply at these other targets. You know, we have 400 gram silver we're drilling underneath on another target um, on the Palmita vein. So um, yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not just wildcat shots. They're the way we do the science of exploration, the way we systematically prioritise targets and our expenditure. The cost of the test there was very cheap. So for a very little amount of money, we could stand to make a very significant step change. At the end of this, we might still have success. You know, we've still got some nice looking targets and I can't talk much about the drill holes, but we're, you know, we're drilling for a reason. We're continuing to drill for a reason. Um, we've still got 43 million shares out. So it by no means is betting the company to take these shots. In fact, I think exploration companies should take shots like this. The alternative is we just go dormant for four months as a company, and I think that's much worse for shareholders than not taking risks. We've we've been successful explorers, and we'll continue to do that. And sometimes it doesn't work, but when it does, it's incredible. Okay, I want to come back to what you said about um, the, the market. You know, in twenty twenty was a strange year. All sorts of companies were getting ridiculous valuations that didn't deserve it. Okay, and I think you guys kind of shot out of the gate, probably because of who some of the backers are, who some of the investors are, your track record with Vizsla, you know, with the investor capital guys involved, um, being involved with the investor capital guys previously. You know, everything kind of set up for you. And like all 2020 gold companies, your share price went up to what, you know, nearly what, two bucks, something like that, and has been, you know, drop dropping off steadily since to something which I would argue is a bit more realistic. Okay, last year I agree with you. Last year, twenty twenty one was not a good time for um, you know precious metal companies. Certainly not the second half um, at all. So it was. Difficult. I agree with you in a sense. It's realistic given the lack of you know the lack of investor appetite for early stage exploration. In the long term, there's no way exploration companies with resources can have this valuation because the, I was talking to a couple of majors in the last few weeks. 
you know, their fuel costs, cyanide costs, labour costs, mean this year's $2,000 gold isn't 2020's $2,000 gold. They're not making the margins that they were. Of course. And that will bring them down the chain to us. And so, well, I think... But you know, not, the three, Ford, not right. 360,000 ounce, right? You need... To, we talked last time around. You, you, you determine. We've got to come back with a resource update. It's got to be a million out of the, out of the gate. 600,000 is no good, right? You've got to get a million. You've got to work your way to two, to three. I understand the plan, um, but I'm, I'm just saying that it's it's a more real, realistic environment for precious metal companies at the moment in, in the sense that you don't have that euphoria and promote of the tw of 2020 right so do i think you're worth you know 22 million market cap no but it's more realistic than 2020 that's the, that's the point i was making so i'm, a, I'm actually um I, I, i'm arguing part of your case for you and i shouldn't be so let's go to alaska okay because that's that is the flagship and that's what you need to be focused that's what i think your your retail investors want you to be focused on okay so we'll, we'll park the the kind of trade-off between having a sitting around for four months or or, or not in, in Mexico, Alaska. What do you do with the money that you've got available to you? Because I think you've got to you've got to start possibly playing another game. You're a purist, geologist, a little bit sciencey. We talked about last time versus promotional. Nothing wrong with that. But given the events in Mexico, do you, do you change tag? I think you, you raise a bigger question in terms of today the market's dictated what all our companies' prices are, and that's true because that's what, you know, we can all have our historical or forward-looking views on valuation, but right now the market is, doesn't have a strong appetite for exploration companies, which is a hard thing to get your head around when you're the CEO of an exploration company. And so you have two choices. You stick to your guns and you wait it out, and that, that you know, we're a capital-constrained industry, so that involves dilution. Or you look to make moves that move to where the market is prepared to fund. And, and, and right now that's, that's growing. And so we have a lot of discussions as a management team about, well, where do we see the next six or 12 months? Um, and what's the best way to be positioned for that? And that's where you, you're backing the team, I think, is a, is ultimately what you're doing. Because, you know, there's, I think we have a portion of our shareholders who prefer to be us to be a lottery ticket that on Unger or on Mexico, can it deliver and can it give me 10x in a drill hole? And then we have another portion of our investors who'd like to see us build a company. And that's where I'm clearly, and that's the reason we're starting where we are with the long-term ambition of being a mining company that we have, is we want to own a big portion of the company when we get to the end goal. And so that takes starting a little earlier and it starts picking up projects like Unger because we think Unger is a rare, you know, you talk about when do you walk away from a project. Um, you, you always have decisions on when you when you enter and when you walk a project. Ironically, it's always harder to make the walk decision than the enter. But Unger is, in my opinion, one of those very rare opportunities. It's a massive land package. It's got high grade everywhere. It's got open gold intercepts everywhere. It just needs the time and the money. And so that's what we plan to do, you know, to finally answer your question, is to be back up there in July. We've secured a drill rig for July. We had to lock that in in January. That's the demand for drill rigs at the moment. And we're actually looking at a few options, including even dewatering the old Apollo mine and actually going down to the levels and sampling that. It's, it's a little out of the box, but we think it could work. We're just doing the scoping on it at the moment. Um, and, for example, that's how Silvercrest and GoGo got some initial higher valuations because they could literally put their hand on the ore and say it's here. 
And so we're looking at those options and, and the plan is to, to follow up on all those open intercepts that we got last year and basically get ready for a diamond drill program. If the market turns, we can continue all the way to December and start this year and then deliver that resource next year. So how aggressive we push is a bit market dictated, um, but that's definitely where we're going and where we plan to take UNGA this year. That's that's really interesting Well, as, as an option. Um, really interesting. Would that what would that require? Would that how much more money would that require, if any? So I don't have a number. It's probably in the two to three million dollar range. It depends on there's three shafts, if you remember, separate shafts at Apollo shaft one, shaft two, and Sitka. They're not connected. So we're looking at whether we can dewater them in a modular sense or whether we have to dewater them as a whole. So um, we'll, we'll know more and um, we've actually got a board meeting in a few weeks where we'll start to talk about the finalise the summer program and exactly what it looks like. Um, but the point is we're trying to think outside of the square and we're trying to do things that materially move UNGA forward in this tougher environment. Okay, okay, that, 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 that's smart. Um, just if you could, just for people perhaps new to this story, can you just give us the... Um, the headline numbers with regards to Anger, because obviously there's a resource there, et cetera, but um, remind them what, that, what you know about it and then what you're going to be doing with it um, in terms of the, the capital allocation. So Anger's backstopped by the SH1 resource, 384,000 ounces at 13.8 grams per tonne gold. So exceptional grade, robust widths, you know, five to 10 metre widths at surface, open at depth. The deepest hole is five and a half metres at 24 grams. So we think we can grow the resource. What we tried to do last year, actually, we're very confident we can grow the resource. What we tried to do last year was step away to new targets to show that this was a multi-million ounce district or the potential to be. And so like, it's four times the size of Manhattan Island. It's a massive land package. We drilled holes like three metres at 88 grams, four and a half metres at 20 grams. We made a new discovery at Aquila, which we drilled underneath and hit. We drilled along strike and three more holes and hit. We think we could be just sitting on top of an ore chute. We even drilled a porphyry target that was pretty interesting. But our focus is on the high-grade gold and following up those open intercepts. We even found at Apollo, the old-timers lost the mine in the West in a fault. And we haven't talked about this, but the last four holes, and it's in our corporate presentation, we're drilling a fence to try and find the offset along that structure and we drilled three holes and didn't hit them we're like we're running out of ideas here um, and we turned the rig around the other way and we said perhaps the vein dips in the opposite direction to everyone thought and lo and behold that's what happens we drilled a meter and a half at five grams so not enough in that environment to get everyone super excited but now we've opened up another two kilometer corridor to the west and so unger's a very target rich environment we're lucky that it has this bonanza-grade gold event in the system. We have the resource that's open, the discovery, and then the old-timers and the mine that they that they showed there's more mineralisation left behind. And, you know, we have a challenge of not do we believe in our project, that we fundamentally believe in UNGA, and we're just trying to find the best way to unlock it as a business as opposed to a scientist, which you maybe accuse me of a few times. Always, always. Um, look... Charles, I just wanted to catch up with you and sort of try to get your take on Mexico and what it, and what it means. You're, you're saying to me, give it six, eight weeks. We've got, we'll have some numbers at that point, to, you know, announce them and decisions will be made. Okay. That answers a lot of the questions that were sent in. Um, the re reminding people what Unger is, is, I think is important because it's could be exceptional. 
um, and yeah, deservedly is the flagship project. But again, question of what are the options that you have on on the table? And I think you've revealed a couple of ideas, which I think I, I'd be intrigued to sort of see how they um, progress, or you know, if the, if indeed they progress. But look, appreciate your time today. Good to have have you back on, as always. Thank you very much.